Hello, David. Thank you for coming in. I am really happy to welcome you on the show and learn more about Intros AI. What are you doing with it? How are you trying to improve the introductions in the communities? And why did you start it in the first place? Yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, so I think it started really, really a couple of years ago. I ended up at 19. I ended up leaving school and I joined Gary Vaynerchuk, who is this big creator out of New York, he owns VaynerMedia. He's kind of a meme. You know, he's a, well, you know, he's, you know, great guy. And he brought me out to, to run a, like a community product for him. It had to do with the crypto space and engaging with his creator audience. But either way, the thing that really fascinated me by the product and what we were building is how different fans would interact with one another. They'd find all these really interesting ways to reach out through Instagram. Like they would almost make communities around these platforms that just simply weren't made to be made into a community. Like the Instagram comments in a lot of Gary's posts were you know, people going back and forth and having these conversations. Uh, I think those one-on-one -on -one connections are really the core of what community is all about. You know, if you've ever seen that diagram of what an audience looks like, you know, it's a one-to-many relationship versus a community with all these kind of spokes all interconnected. And, and I think yeah, I really got fascinated by the way that happens. It happens automatically through these, these creators. So after COVID hit, my co-founder, uh, Rob and I, we actually ran a talent community out in the University of Michigan. And uh, when COVID hit, you know, we, we used to do it's a ton of these in-person brunches where we'd set people up for these small group discussions. We'd make sure that you know, everyone would have like either topics or icebreakers to go through. We kind of constructed this entire you know, brunch experience. We had you know, probably 15, 20 of these. And then when COVID hit, we ended up doing this manually through text messages. So we make connections with people through text messages. Eventually we automated that full process. So you know, come fall of 2020, we saw other communities were actually doing the same. They were manually making introductions between their members. And we figured, oh, well, you know, we already automated it for ourselves. What if we just do the same for other communities? So that's, that's kind of the process. So a couple of years ago, I ended up working with Gary, saw these creator communities and how members connected. From there, in my own community, where, where I ran these brunches in this talent group in, in Michigan, we, we were bringing people together for brunch. And then finally, ended up uh, trying to automate this same thing that we did for ourselves, but for other groups. So it's kind of this all over the place process to get here that started a couple of years ago. I think everyone who is in the community space has some kind of story with COVID, like me too. Yeah. I also started the community weekly because of the COVID, like our, yeah. like I sh our show is also because of the COVID, like everything is because of COVID around community somehow. <laughs> But, well, I mean, think about it, right? You know, we're, we were devastated. All of us community builders, people who, you know, I've been running concerts for years. I love bringing people. There's nothing that makes me more excited than bringing people together. So you know, when, when we go remote, like I'm losing that one part of me that that was really the most, the most to me, right? It, it was like bringing people together in some way. And it makes sense, right? You know, what else could we do aside from be loud and proud about what we do and try to make that happen online? And so I think that's, uh, you know, in some strange way, COVID kind of helped the overall community space because it, made people realize how serious the issue is and made people realize the value of community. Yeah, I think what you're, the problem that you're tackling is very interesting because I think onboarding process is the most underrepresented and under talked about process in the community space in general, because like everyone is focusing on the engagement and stuff, but how to actually bring the person in and how to make them familiar with the space. And I think not a lot of people and just tools are focusing on that nailing that specific process. Absolutely. Right. Think about it. You walk into a party and you don't know anyone there. It's kind of awkward. You have to be so bold to reach out to someone. 
versus you walk into a party, you know, two, three people there, they bring you around, they connect you to everyone else. They kind of bring you into the tribe. And then all of a sudden you have multiple friends. You, you kind of find your group very fast. Right now, the current social platforms, these social, I guess, social community platforms, whether it be Slack or Discord, you just throw into this, this big party, you have no idea what's happening and there's no one to like bring you there. So I think a big part of, yeah, what we're trying to do here is, is actually make introductions initially. So you, you feel like you're, you, you kind of instantly know who your people are. And that time to value is something that a lot of community managers look for and kind of minimizing. So people right away get it. That you mentioned that you started with iMessages and SMS. So is this still your main focus all, or you're adding Discord and Slack, as you mentioned, in the stack? Yes, absolutely adding Discord and Slack, right? We want to go where communities are. The reason we started with text and, and email is that, and iMessage too, is that we, sorry, SMS and iMessage, is mm -hmm. that when it, we didn't want to create any new habits, we think that we don't, when it comes to community products, there's so many different products across so many different platforms and community managers don't want to have their members to have to like go, you know, kind of jump between platforms. So if we go where they already are, which is oftentimes their text messages, everyone has text message and email, what a good way to, to kind of start integrating seamlessly into a community. What would make it even better, like you say here is yeah, Discord, Slack, wherever your community, maybe Circle someday, right? So I think that's totally the direction we're thinking through. And uh, I think a few other, you know, a few other companies are recognizing the value of, of wrapping around existing community platforms rather than just creating your own standalone platform. Yeah, I wonder what's your uh, take on the product called Lunch Club AI? Have you heard about it? I think it's very yeah. similar. Sounds very similar to me, at least. Yeah, totally. Lunch Club is great. So uh, Lunch Club, the way it works is you have this overall community, which is Lunch Club. You're, you're a Lunch Club member and you get connected to other people in Lunch Club. What we do is that we go to existing communities and help existing communities make a lunch club just for their members. So the core difference is that it's in, you know, it's all based on the members themselves in an existing group rather than being just part of this overall larger network. And the reason that's so important is that lunch club can't vet people that well, just based on their profiles online. So you have, but member communities can't, they can have the highest quality people that match very specific thing they're looking for. And, you know, the world, the future of community is becoming, you know, local in two ways, right? Local in, in like interest and curiosity or local in like location. So if you think about you know, communities today that, that have really high vetting processes, you can, the next step from that is to figure out, okay, how do you figure out even more specifically who in that community you need to meet? So very similar. The only difference is we do lunch club, but for existing communities rather than just one overall, overall lunch club. Okay, I see that. I can totally see that. So maybe let's simulate a situation. Like I am entering, I'm Anna. I have I have completed the profile in Interest yes. AI, if I imagine correctly. And yep. I mentioned that I'm Anna, I'm in Lithuania, I'm interested in communities, movies, I don't know, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And how are you exactly matching me? Are you matching me to the community manager? Are you matching me to another person who put communities into their bio? Like, what's your take on sorting me? No, not sorting, but introducing me, okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so our take is that we don't actually know what is best for a community. Because some communities, when we match people, when people get matched up, it's more professional. Like the vibe is professional. It's all about like you know, furthering yourself professionally, maybe finding an accountability buddy. 
for other communities, it's more social. They just want to become friends or, or maybe do, maybe they're more like event-based or, or you know, fun, you know, just fun, fun ways to meet each other. Uh, it could be going out for cocktails in, in a city. Because of that, we let the community manager pick for themselves the best way their members should match. So the community mm-hmm. manager will ask a question in the professional example, like, what industries are you interested in? And, or they'll, yeah, they'll ask that question and they might ask a question, how many years of experience do you have? And they might say, okay, let's say the, the overlap in industry is most important. So they can rate that as like a, you know, maybe a five out of five, we have like a, a little score from zero to five, but years of experience is still important, but not quite as important. So they'll give it like a three out of five rating. Mm-hmm. So the community manager can almost build their own algorithm by saying, here's one question, what industry are you into? It's worth five out of five. Here's another question. How many years of experience do you have? And it's worth three out of five. So be, with that bit of information, if people fill out this very brief form, we can know who else in the community matches you both on years of experience and on shared interest in industry. So we, because of the, the way we built our system in a very you know, no code, easy to use fashion, any community manager can create their own algorithm that then that then members themselves fill out, and then they can, and the members obviously you know from from that can can get matched up appropriately either weekly, biweekly, or monthly. Okay, so so I have prof- uh, filled out the profile with exactly yes. these things. Let's come back to the example. Yeah, and, totally. and the community manager said like, okay, I'm. It's very important for me to people match up with their like location. Does it mean that I will be alone in the Lithuania category if there is no one or it's all again on the community manager? Like how, how will that work? Ah, uh, yes. So let's say, yeah. So the question is, you know, maybe it's based on location. So we wouldn't match you only with people in that location, mm-hmm. but if there was someone else who happened to be in Lithuania, then that would be a higher score for you. So we would take multiple factors into account and you could still meet other people, you know, based on the other factors, but location just wouldn't be one of the factors because there's no one else in Lithuania, maybe in, in that community. So we think about it as there wouldn't be just one factor. It would be based on a lot of factors because you know, think about it, you, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's not location, but you're, it's also based on like where you like to hang out online. I mean, I like to spend more time on Twitter and that could be a good reason to, to match. Okay. So basically to sum up everything, you automate <laughs> mind match, like, like you automate matching people with other people based on the characteristics that com- the community manager set in the community, what is important for the community. So they, you can instantly find a small tribe that you are comfortable with, even in a big community. That was perfect. I totally could have just answered just saying that. You just totally summed it up. I, I'm going to take some notes on how to say that. Thank you. Yeah, like you can add that to the landing page. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. Maybe I should just have that and just nothing else. Just big, bold letters. I think people will get it faster. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because there are, uh, like I'm part of a lot of communities and at some point I noticed that some communities that are big, they just die down because no one just interacts with each other. And some other big communities are just way too noisy and you can't understand how to squeeze yourself into a conversation <laughs> that is just happening all the time. And the crazy thing about all this is that the reason we went to online communities in the first place is to avoid the noisiness, right? Yeah. We, we went to community to like get more, more intimate, more close to each other. And now we're in this place where communities have reverse network effects, meaning that the more people there, right, the, the less value you get because it's so noisy. 
So it's this really kind of catch 22, or maybe that's not the right phrase, but you know, we, we go to communities to get more intimate experiences. The community grows. And then we're left with this scenario where it gets noisy and you just kind of leave because you're like, oh, well, this isn't what I wanted anymore. So you need to create these micro, these sub communities. And that's exactly it. I think you hit the yeah, nail on that. So I will try to ask you this question very like non-painfully, but let's <laughs> simulate the scenario again. Like tomorrow okay. Discord launches yes. a bot that is doing the exact same thing that you are doing. Totally. Like your your idea and product is good, but in my head, it seems like when Discord or Circle decides to make like make the onboarding better, some things might change. So what's your next step? I, are you going to focus only on the introduction or maybe like add some other stuff in the hood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for now, I think we're definitely focused on the introduction. I think the introduction alone is is pretty tough problem that needs to take a lot of factors into account. At some point, maybe we could go down the road of you know, maybe maybe more thinking about the actual video calls themselves, you know, what that looks like. Yeah, there's a lot of th- a lot of approaches we could take here. So not not positive yet. I think we're still throwing some feelers out and and you know doing some, running some experiments. But I think the biggest thing, you know, like you said here too, is let's say Discord wants to do something like this. Is maybe it makes more sense to integrate with us. You know, maybe it makes mm-hmm. more sense so they don't have to take you know four to six months to, to build something similar, or maybe a couple of years, they could say, oh, intros AI, just hold to handle our, 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 you know, initial onboarding connection just because, you know, because you guys, that's all you guys do. You just make introductions really well. So yeah, I think that, I think either way, I think we could be valuable to discord, whether we're a bot that just does introductions, maybe sets people up for video calls or, or if we go down the route of, of just being like more of this infrastructure approach where we kind of let we handle their introductions for them but discord does it but we do the kind of back end matching for them yeah i understand what you're saying but sometimes like it seems like we're building a tool that yeah doesn't exist but there are all these big companies that can just like break it in 10 months of development and i was wondering if you have a plan for that like 10 months of discord launching their own productivity or like on um, introduction bot yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So one thing I'll say is I actually spoke with someone at uh, Facebook about this and like Facebook mm-hmm. groups, like why doesn't Facebook groups just make an introduction bot? Well, the, re- the reason that you know, Facebook groups makes money is they have ads in your, in your feed. So anything that distracts from the feed itself in and of itself, you know, is, is, a, is kind of a distraction outside of a distraction outside of, of uh, the core value, which is staying on the platform and seeing ads. So I think that's one reason in at least Facebook groups. I think they, you know, if, if they did go down that approach, I think there's a lot of other platforms that don't have the resources of Discord. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of, I think Discord isn't great for all communities. So either way, I think there's a really interesting market here and we can kind of take things as it comes. You know, if that, if that ends up happening, we'll be nimble and, and figure out another approach. But uh, yeah, you know, it's even, it's even the approach of becoming a, a CRM, right? And, and helping people meet again. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of other... Community right CRM there. is a field that no one yet discovered that will be needed in maybe <laughs> two years, I think. Totally, I can totally see that, right? And, and who knows, maybe we'll shift there, right? At this stage, it's just myself and my co-founder and a few few friends who are helping out here and there, and we're just going to be raising money pretty soon. So I, I think it's, it's pretty clear to us that you know, we're in the right space and what exactly the iteration looks like is still to be discovered. Yeah. So I guess you already answered this question, but maybe we can talk about this a bit more. Like, how do you measure the 
quality of the introduction do you have a metric for that or it's again up to community manager themselves yeah so after a match goes out we actually mm -hmm. send out a review a quick review where you can let us know how the match went and this is re really important because we can figure out from that quick review and like hey like, do you do you want to match with more people like this person yeah you know, do you want to match with this person again all these factors come together so on our side, we can actually improve the matches for an individual within that community over time. So there's kind of two parts of the algorithm here. One is what the community manager says, this is how we should match people. The second is what the members say, you know, this is the type of people I really like to meet. And we get a lot of that from the review form that we send after the matches happen. Oh my God, I just have one more one-liner for your landing page. Yeah, like, let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. This is, this is so good. for communities. Yeah. Like I, oh, you said so match <laughs> and I said, oh my God, that's it. Tinder for me. That's so good. That's so good. If I if I use, end up using that, I will totally credit you with all that. Perfect. <laughs> or like swipe, but don't. Okay, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Avengers, but but you no, can like, totally like use the, that. No, I see that. I see the cells firing. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. yeah. I, totally, I I like that. I like that match. No match. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if if you watch like reality TV, like Love Island style, so some. Yeah. It kicked and, off the uh, kicked off the uh, intros island. Yeah, yeah, something something like that. <laughs> so one more question about the community. So is there? Do you think there is a specific type of community? Maybe not in the in in industry per se, but size of community or platform that needs intro AI. Like, or I should say, if you, can you come up with a liner saying that if you have more than hundred members per se you need something like this. You need something like intros AI. I think a key number is, is from Dunbar's law of saying you can't have 150 people within, you know, without having, you know, after 150 people, it doesn't feel like you're part of the same group or community anymore. So I think 150 is like the typical place we look at. Uh, communities that have more than 150 people, right? It's too big to feel intimately close with other people. It's, you know, it's, uh, and at that point, that's when organizations start to fall apart and it gets too noisy for a lot of reasons. You're, you're scared. Yeah, so sorry, sorry. You said one-liner. So one-liner is over 150 it's, people. I think is the perfect. But, uh, no, yeah. it, it was very good. I, I did not hear about that law. Like, uh, uh, whose law? Can you yeah, it's called Yeah, it's called Dunbar's. Uh, D-U-N-B-A-R. Yeah, Dunbar. So it goes off this philosophy that within communities, as they grow, the reason they don't scale that well is because you, you don't feel as comfortable with the other people. You can only manage 150 relationships really well. Mm -hmm. um, so the second you have more than that is where things get a little scary. There's people who are strangers. And this happens in companies all the time. This is why a lot of companies, as they scale, have like organizational issues. You have like 200, 300 people. What happened six months ago when you had 50 people is that, like, oh, everyone knew each other. You know, I was like, oh, it has this kind of like family type of feeling. And then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, like this is a person in the office sitting right next to me who I've never seen before. And that jump, is is uh really what destroys organizations and a lot of what destroys communities and what makes makes them hard to scale so if you want to scale your community from 100 to let's say a thousand or two thousand people you're going to need to to have some type of we call it a chief introduction officer we thought of this term yeah. six seven months ago where we started yeah that really really sticks with people it's like we think every community should have a chief introduction officer to connect members for for these one-on-one or, or maybe small group experiences I see. I love that. I think <laughs> I, I remember when I was a community manager, that was my one of the top 
things in my list like to find someone like this startup needs someone like an engineer to hire like i will think about who can be interested in a position in yes. this startup right yeah so that's it, it, that's the toughest part honestly and that's so right so like you because know, our minds aren't good databases yeah you know, they aren't that great and we want to make a, a community manager or super like a superhero right we want them to we want someone to ask them that or, or that like oh just join the intros say you want to find a founding engineer and our product will like essentially find that person for you in this community. And that's kind of what we, we want to, we want to start moving towards because, because that's so important. There's so much, think about like, you know, there's so many communities. I'm probably a part like we have, we have a lot of issues at intros, like challenges we're trying to overcome just like every startup. But it, my guess is there's a lot of communities I'm a part of where someone in that community has the knowledge to help us. And, and like, you know, imagine how much more efficient it would be if I just like was able to, to know that, you know, to know, to say like, oh, like, hey, this is the issue and then get directed to the right person or it'd be something in that realm, right? Uh, not, not really sure what that looks like, but but uh, I think that's the, the problem you're hitting on is so real and so true across so many communities. So the last question is like, you have a dot .ai in your name. So where yes. is the AI? Is there an AI even? What's up mm, with that? Yeah, good question. Good question. So in the early days, it was no AI. It was just me, me like matching people in the communities that we were part of. So mm -hmm. I'd like look at their LinkedIn's. I like, I would do so much. I probably spent hours. I would really like, like look doing at things that don't scale literally. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. And, and it was such a painful process. And then I just like, just to make people extra happy, I would like, if I knew the person, cause you know, early, early users or friends, I'd kind of put in little blurbs that like were very customized to them and, and they would, they would see it and I'd be like, Oh, like, how'd you do that? And I'd be like, Oh, you know, we're, we're working on some you know, fancy AI, but yeah, you know, you know, usually I just told them, you know, I was the one who matched you to, but uh, anyway, so it went from that to, to eventually making a very basic algorithm that matches people based on shared interests. And then we realized, wait a second, not all communities want to match people on shared interests and like personality traits would be other factor. So then we improved the algorithm to be like be customizable for the community manager itself, where they say, okay, you know, it's not just interest. I can make any factors I want to into account. I can take it, I can do like a, you know, a scale and maybe like, you know, think about what time of day do you want to meet, right? That, that's a really important question for, for meetings, right? So a lot of, a lot of questions like that, where we could let community managers build their own. And now we're at this point where that's all done. We want to improve that more, but the AI comes in where it's like, how do we improve these matches over time? And that's mm -hmm. where the reviews form comes in, where it's like, hey, how was that match? Did you enjoy that? Do you want to get matched with more people like this? And that's where, even though we know your general profile, we can take that more information into account based on what you tell us about the matches and how you want to get matched with others. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm, so yeah. glad. I'm so glad you're you're psyched about it. yeah I'm, yeah this is, yeah thank you so much <laughs> because i was i also had that in my head because like facebook and youtube they they do this all the time they they're trying to match with you with this perfect perfect idea of the content but sometimes right. you don't even yes. know what is your perfect idea of a content and there needs to be this kind of diversity to understand what you really like and the, the, that's the key thing and, and because you don't know it I think we should be totally transparent with how we match people. Like, a, like Lunch Club, for example, they just make the match. They go, oh, like, here's kind of why. They're like, oh, secret AI algorithm. We say, no, the reason you're matching is because you're both into the same exact industry. You know, you both have the similar years of experience. Like we, we tell people just straight up, like, here's all the reasons that you two are matching today. And if you don't think it's a good match, if those aren't good reasons, then fine. You know, that's our fault. You know, we couldn't find you. You know, we couldn't find the right person for you or the community is too small. Whatever the fact is, that's on us. That's not on, on them for the match. So, so we see it as like, we want to make just the best possible matches you know, within your community. And, and yeah, so exactly. 
Thank you, David, for joining this conversation and for telling me everything about Intros AI. I hope everything runs smoothly for your company and we will see you again in the future talking about it even more.